Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hi, I'm Buzz Dixon. I am the writer and story editor of G.I. Joe, and I'm here at Knowing is Half the Podcast, and uh, I'm with Ray, Robert, and Gina, and have a good time. And welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. How many podcasts can Ray record in one day? We're going to find out. He's going to have a, uh, uh, he's going to be dead by tomorrow and the cause of death will, death will be a podcast related heart attack. Oh, he had podcast on the brain. There's nothing we could do about it. Uh, my we, name is Ray Stacanus. We tried to resuscitate him with a book by by reading a book to Never him. Never was going to happen. The exact opposite of a podcast. Yeah, and honestly, I think his wife's just going to be like, meh. <laughs> She'll be like, I get money, right? She'll be like, I, he only sees me on Christmas and, and Easter <laughs> when I visit him at his hole. <laughs> Call back to to like four minutes ago, but what, like sir, in your time, ago. we're two like days, days and days. <laughs> uh, who are you people? I'm Robert Chan. I'm Gene Ambolito. Are you? I am Robert Clark Chan. Thank you. Oh, oh no! I, I, I now that now that uh, 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 Riley of the uh, was it the Degenerates, the Regenerates, the Regenerates podcast brought up the fact that you don't know how to say your own name. Now I'm looking for it. Yep, yep. there it is. Uh, we're talking about an episode called In the Presence of Mine Enemies, a very straightforward episode of G.I. Joe. Uh, who wrote this one? Uh, I didn't recognize the name. Chris, Re- Chris Weber and Karen Wilson. So mm-hmm. after he called the timeout, he wrote this episode? What? That's a basketball joke for only me. Ugh, no one gets it. <laughs> no one likes you, Ray. Well, we knew that going in. <laughs> uh, Karen Wilson also wrote for... Uh, <laughs> Mask, Dink the Little Dinosaur, Potato Head Kids. Oh. We had yes! somebody else that did Potato Head Kids, too, so that must have been... Uh, I don't remember it being uh, Sunbow, but maybe it was. Uh, also, of course, Jason the Wheeled Warriors. Uh, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. I mean, it's it's about uh, Jace and... It's you know, warriors. There's some warriors that have wheels. Like, I mean, I guess if I was to say what I thought that show was, <laughs> that would be what I would have come up with. Well, mm-hmm. we open up this episode right here. Uh, they're on, there's a submarine, mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of science mumbo-jumbo happens. Like, Chan, I, I couldn't make heads or tails of this. As the resident science jerk, I don't suppose you have a sound pole here, 
But I, I couldn't I couldn't understand what was happening. Prepare for transmission. Initiating alignment of Cobra satellite. Alignment complete. Transmit master code now. I mean I, it, but all of this was on a cassette tape. <laughs> this was the funnest part of it for me because I don't know most of you well, no no no. I guess most of the people who are listening are old enough to remember when uh, we had cassette tapes instead of discs or thumb drives. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Even Gina. And she's the baby of the episode. <laughs> oh, like, like you're talking about like cassette tapes with music on it? No. Cassette tapes with, with uh, data programs on them. Like I used to like on my Commodore for computers? Commodore yep. 64, I used to put a tape into one of those uh, cassette tape players, press play, and I think another button, and it would load the uh, the uh, what was it jump man or is bounce man? It, it was a guy. It was a clown who was on a unicycle and kick. He caught b- kick man. I think that's right. Uh, he bounced balloons on top of his head until yeah. he couldn't anymore. And it oh fell over. nah, my first computer uh, was an Apple two GS. Oh, you were way yeah. See, for me, for the, I had an Atari eight hundred, uh, which is like one of the first personal. But computers. that was cartridge, right? It was uh, it was cartridge, except there was an accessory that plugged in that was a tape deck, oh. and so. I played like Curse of the Pharaoh and a, a game called Seamus Case 2. But the, the really selling point about it was it had state of the art graphics for the era of 8 bit. However, it took over an hour to load because <laughs> you had to actually play through the tape to load it, flip the tape over, let it play another half hour. So you would have to set it, go back, and if you set ever, you couldn't it. save your progress or anything because it was the era. Oh, so you would just man. have to, you better be prepared to play this one game yeah. till the end of time. Yeah, this was before my time. You had to like wait an hour to load it every <laughs> single time. <laughs> and God willing, there was like a power outage while you were playing. <laughs> F your nose. That was it. Uh, so, yeah, all of that. It was just like, uh, yeah, we're, we're sending. We're sending code to the satellite. Big deal. Mm-hmm. But then, like, Slipstream, like, attaches himself to the code, so he takes his a tracking thing, so he shoots his missile from his plane, and it fires up into space and takes out his satellite. Man, uh, this guy is real cool. Like, he's hot-dogging it like the Top Gun of the Joe world, and oh, I was on boy. board. Uh, th- what, really? Yeah. Wow, I thought he was being kind of an arrogant prick. He was, oh. uh, why can't you both be right? Here's the thing. <laughs> he's, like, a very stereotypical 80s good guy. He could like, have been in like Top Gun. A, like Maverick. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I sort of saw him as kind of kind of a tech head because he, you know, he was doing the interception of the code. He got the code. I'm like, cool. And now I'm going to fly away. And then, you know, he had, then it got all Tom Cruise-y and I, I, I lost interest. But you, he, did he not win you over at nope. around three minutes in when he said a real cool, weird thing that no real cool guy would ever say? Oh, nurse. And then again, was, it, again was that what later. you were talking about? Yeah, or was, okay. yeah on nerds. <laughs> on nerds, but then his follow up to that. That's like a very Liz Lemon thing. And then at 345, he says something else. Fresh. <laughs> He's like Liz Lemon with these things. No, that's not the first time we've heard on nerds in the show. We've heard Leatherneck say that, and I brought it up before that nobody says that. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I've been living my life wrong all this time. It's a thing everybody says. Yep. Uh, yeah, it made him le- a little bit less like Top Gunny and douchey that he's he's sort of this like dorky dude. Uh, but then he's all let's play, yeah. But also shoots and lasers. Shoots and lasers is quality. A really good line. I just have here written down that, uh, you know, he's definitely captured the hottest mixtape of 1986. <laughs> um, did you really write that down right? I did, because I have a problem, Chan. 
Uh, well, yeah, he does the upside down Top Gun like flight maneuver to the AVAC pilot, Lady AVAC pilot, which. Which, uh, yeah. Yeah, can uh, we let's talk? talk about this? Yeah, okay. So clearly, as soon as she starts talking, like one second she's in. a woman. And they're communicating with each other. They are yeah, talking because like the G.I. Joe rule. to her. Mm-hmm. And yet when they land, his immediate he thought has is, no idea. you're a lady? That's some like deep-seated sexism to just be like, this must be a 12-year-old boy or <laughs> another really high-voiced man. Because the only other option is a woman, and that would literally make my brain explode. I want that internal dialogue of, huh, sounds kind of funny. Must be a 10-year-old boy in that cockpit somehow. Can't possibly be a woman i this is I love not that. this is not really the sort of thing that uh as a general rule i defend but i feel like if you have a freaking sr-71 blackbird like trying to three of them trying to murder you probably way down the list of things you're thinking of is like what is that voice this voice is unusual but you don't even uh-huh, have to... it is a woman no, who is on my ass you don't even... that's not when you talk to people on the phone is that how you think do you yeah. think like or do you just automatically register male it depends if like, if I'm call, like calling the irs i'm like oh god oh god oh, fuck this. uh and and I, I i won't never i won't hear what that other person is. are you kidding you call customer <laughs> service and you don't pick up within like three words if the person is a man or a woman that you're talking yeah, to yeah like it's just I, a I like you're think you're about picking it. up gender. No, I'm just saying a under words. high stress situations. I don't care how high stress it is. I can tell the difference between a man and a woman. Thank oh, you. Oh well, you know what? If you're ever in a jet dogfight, uh, <laughs> I'll ask you later. I'll do it like, right now. Well, <laughs> guys, get the jets. We're doing this. Uh, there's there are also a lot of evil, ambitious women in Cobra, and I'm yeah. happy for it. And I think it's I think it's because it's it's going from the top down. I think it's because Baroness is pretty high up. I think Zorana is pretty high up, and then women are like, "Oh yeah, okay, this could be my organization." But not just yep. that, Baroness like fosters Lady Cobra units. Like we learned that in the, the yeah. song of the Siren, uh, top down, top down gender diversity. Also, people. also may I say. How many women of color are there, are there in the G.I. Joe? Oh, it's zero? True. None. True. Uh, well, zero? we have Mahia, which is Iceberg's oh, scientist true. girlfriend. That's true. She's not a Joe. She's no, just, but I'm just saying like, she's, she's at least girlfriend. in the universe. Here's, I'm saying she's, she's impressive. If you're looking for a career, you're like, oh, I will never advance here. Oh, the sure. Jerk. Yeah. And here's the thing. If you take these two just on paper and you see the health plan, the resort and spa, the magazine, it's Cobra the, life, the man. amount of women, mm-hmm. Cobra is superior. Like those Joes should be worried. They should be recruiting females. Otherwise, they're going to lose a lot of people to that other theater. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. other organizations. Could you see that thing where like Cover Girl just like shows up and she's like, "Yeah, I'm joining Cobra, man. I can't." They, they wouldn't want her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? Uh, well, her name is Raven. Uh, Raven That's the so pilot. Raven. That's so Raven. That Stop it. Uh, she absolutely. It so many more times. She shoots time. down Slipstream like first. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. ends up doing like the old Call of Duty revenge grenade and he takes her down as he's going. I mean, here's the thing. He was toast. Like he, he needed someone it. else to rescue him because he was toast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and and just I just have here. He thinks it's a dude. Stop! Like, oh, I got yeah. shot down. Couldn't have been a woman. He he says his, and I wrote, did he not hear the voice? Uh, and, but then, as soon as as soon as he realized it was a woman, I just wrote, "They gonna bone on this island." Yeah. What? Yeah, that is. What the? What the? Uh, I I will say that I am a little disappointed that pretty much every female cobra we run across who has face to face interactions with a Joe 
will inevitably fall under the sway of uh, Joe Dong and just, you know, I don't like, think, I, here's the deal. Though. I want to become a Joe now. Can I put it out there? I don't think Raven wants to fuck Slipstream well, ever. Also that, I don't, see, I don't like, feel that. Crazy blonde one Ooh. did not end up with Joe, the Joes join. in the end. That's she, true. She, she, she did she not. Had a straight oh, and, conviction. And remember when yeah. Leatherneck went to that like uh, recruitment place that was taken over by his old general and the Cobra, and then there right. was like the dude and the lady. Lady was loyal to the end to Cobra, that's, and it was yeah. the we're dude. About the same that's, that's the same episode. Okay. Well, I'm yeah. also, also talking about Lady Subpilot. But also Zorana. Right. Well, like, no face-to-face interaction. Okay, fair enough. But yeah. also Zorana stayed in Cobra. I actually think up until this point, most of them, they might be like, ooh, yeah, I want to get that Jody. But I'm still I'm still a cobra at heart. This was the first woman that we saw that seemed amenable to going to okay, the Joe's maybe, side. Okay, maybe yeah, maybe I'm being a little overly harsh there. But uh, yeah, bonus points for woman and ethnic in this episode. Oh my yep. gosh, and it was great. And I it only just, took to the second to last episode to do it. <laughs> I also appreciated the fact that she's she's a woman of color uh-huh. a, as an AVAC pilot named Raven, and it never like unlike probably other shows in cartoons of the era it never gets referenced that she's even of color she just is uh, yeah. she's an appropriate You're pilot right. but there's no like reference to it a uh, woman and a something not white Whoa. I, I couldn't tell that from your voice i cut off the audio drop after he goes what the he's he he does say an engine <laughs> i didn't know that engines could fly or engines new technology I thought they uh, they <laughs> ran around in teepees and rode horses. Uh, I cut that out because that was just that's too far. It's weird that's that too they much. even put it in. He said she was riding an iron winged horse, and yeah. it just didn't mm-hmm. just didn't fly. Uh, but I, I dig this actually because I was like, yes, this is like speed. If Sandra Bullock was evil, okay. I kind of like. like, that I, like I like when there there are two people being thrown into a high stress, high pressure situation where they both have to survive and work together, and they kind of want a bone. Okay. I dig it. I don't feel like she wanted to bone. This is basically like Midnight Run. Well, okay. So or she... planes, trains, and automobiles. There you go. <laughs> Those right. aren't pillows. Uh, so she breaks her ankle, and she's and all just like... It. Or sprains, sprains her it. ankle. Breaks it is pretty It harsh. shatters off, and it's very gruesome. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Uh, no, these bat missiles appear on the, the base, uh-huh, uh-huh. on the island base. And all, I wrote down here, that's too many bats. They're not going to get anything done. Yeah, We're going to need yep. a bigger bat. In all caps, I put, it's cool. There's a bunch of bats. Yeah. But here's the thing. So thus begins my eternal question for the rest of this episode, because I obviously knew that the bats would have to be firing at her as well. Otherwise, we don't get this like blossoming love story. We don't get the like it would have been way too easy for the bats to show up and to be like, all right, woman, come with us while we kill this guy and shoot him in the head. Mm. So I knew that they were going to turn against her. I had just hoped for some sort of satisfactory, like, why are they after her answer? Which, in my opinion, we never get. We do not. Like, it's literally just like Cobra being like, yeah, we could just as easily rescue her. It's probably harder to kill her, to be honest, because if they had just taken her, that dude would have had no help and they could have killed him immediately. Yeah. And at no point is anyone like, yeah, we're doing this because you hogged all the toilet paper at at the resort. Or like, yeah, we're doing this because we really don't like women in our organization. <laughs> They're just like, eh, yeah, I don't you know. You know what? I mean, Mindbender seems to specifically have it in for, like, he was like, you're like the best comedy that we've ever had. <laughs> that's that's deep. That's that's a that's a twist the knife kind of thing. I think they may have had a thing. Oh, and- crap. 
up. This yeah. is how he's breaking up. And he's with been her. watching yep. them on the screen, and he's, oh, he's jealous. Oh, oh see, yeah. I just have here. I call this an unforced error by Doctor Mindbender, and he's done it before. He did it with that in, uh, infirmed scientist in the sci-fi convention episode, yeah. where he doesn't have to like he. You can very easily. It's actually easier to be nice to these people mm-hmm. and take care of them. You're going out of your way to f them over. Yeah, yep. and I don't think he even like had he just not appeared at all. She's still loyal. Also, to be honest, like the, the now that we know that they spend money on these people, like they invest money in these people, sort of uh, uh, enhancing them because that can't be cheap. Even just time wise, Mm. it's like you would think that he would be like, okay, we did spend a lot of money enhancing her. It's an investment. Uh, Let's just take it. Plus, she probably knows a little bit about the Cobra organization. Here's what I'm thinking I'm thinking she's just about to vest with her IRA. (laughs) Uh, They're going to have to start paying her double for her 401k. Uh, they're they're at the point now where That's they have true. to fish or cut bait, yeah. and they're like, you know what? We're just financially, it makes sense. Maybe she recently filed a complaint with HR. Oh, maybe she was, there's like, a sexual uh, harassment thing happening. Uh, yeah, like I bet if Fox News could yep. uh, put a bunch of bats on an island with all of the women who have accused Bill O'Reilly and yeah. Roger Ailes, <laughs> then of there sexual harassment. There you wouldn't be enough tried. room. There wouldn't be enough room for bats on the island. <laughs> That's right. Uh, or there, the bats would be on the island, and they would be like, "He touched us too. <laughs> Why is he such a monster?" I feel dirty. Uh, so at some point, she says, uh, "It's impossible to fight bats." single-handed and i wrote unless you're sergeant slaughter okay sergeant slaughter doesn't fight him single-handed he fights them 1v10 uh, yeah but like that's i mean that's single-handed for him uh, i would i think i think what she's actually trying to say is it's impossible to fight bat single-handed in that if it's 1v1 you don't have a chance no but double-handed no. like if you could fight a bunch of them it's over <laughs> no she gets the inverse bat uh, ratio no, she's saying one man can't take on bats tell me this That's so Raven. <sighs> is that a thing? Uh, because Ray, you were you were the sort of person who actually rooted for the Joes uh, when you were a child. Basically, was overgrown Boy Scout something that hurt you? Was that a that was an insult in the eighties? Yes. I feel like. Well, being a Boy Scout was an insult. I mean, to a certain... If you were an adult being called a Boy Scout, that was meant to be insulting. And that, you know, you really have drank the Kool-Aid of something that you should be away from by now. Well, also, just like you're implying that they're weak and don't have... And only have the amount of training that a a Boy Scout does as opposed to the military training you would need. I thought it was a good burn on Slipstream can kill people. I'm on board. I'm actually on board. I feel like it's changed... The definition has changed in these days. It's more of a moral thing. I think uh, she mentioned that Way if too. you're a boy scout that you know you uh you're very straight and narrow and you know mm-hmm. okay I, I, i'll mm-hmm. say that well raven keeps going on and on about cobra would never abandon me uh-huh. cobra would never do this and i'm thinking to myself lady I, like ah. they got a good pr machine i they, mean also, you must be up in cobra life's butt but you know? also mm-hmm. like typical abusive relationship right oh yeah she's just like no sometimes sometimes cobra hits me but but mm-hmm. really he loves me. On my birthday, Cobra puts a thing about me in Cobra Life magazine <laughs> to say happy birthday. It, that's sweet, right? I walked into a door. Cobra didn't hit me. Man, if Cobra put me in Cobra Life magazine <laughs> for life. Do oh, you're done for life. That's loyalty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's she's an abused an abused woman. 
So this is where we start going to a little bit of weird town on this episode. So th- thus far, it's fairly normal. It. But then they, they find a little hole. They're trying to run away from the bat. So they kind of slide down the garbage chute a la Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they end up in a goo room. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like holes in the wall. Oh, that's what Ray calls his bathroom. <laughs> Gina, don't, you don't, don't even want to know. Honey. I, it's, it's all goo room right now. <laughs> Guys, and this is the uh, master bedroom, and this is the kitchen. This is what I affectionately call the goo room. Don't ask. <laughs> and over here is the laundry. Conveniently located next to the next goo, to yeah, the goo you room. You definitely want to just be right there as he goes through and drop things. It's best to just yeah, take the goo. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> at first. It's best to just take the goo is what he just said. Go on. Take the gooey and run. Uh, I thought that they were in a sewer and that, that was poo. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, I, I assumed it was poo as well. You... But then when she was coy well, about it, because she was like, it's, yeah, never mind. I no. was like, oh, what is it? Gasoline? No, is I it... literally thought it was like, oh, she we can't say it. it on television <laughs> for the children. So like, it's, and then you're supposed to assume like, oh, they're talking about shit. I actually, yeah. I actually appreciated the fact that he, he says we got slimed. And I was thinking back to when like, you can't do that on television was a thing in the 80s was, and Nickelodeon yep. and Double Dare. And I was like, yup, these timelines, these timelines and? add up. When sliming was a big thing. And Ghostbusters, too. Yeah, uh, yeah. So. What I didn't like, though, was... Uh... Like slipstream, not slime. Oh! <laughs> We've been slimed. It's not slime. That's like three or four slimes <laughs> right in a row. And not enough, just I change, understand what you're saying. You should just change it up. Uh, it's like, I could take my take care of my... Did she... Slime ball. There it is. Oh, uh, yeah. Slime ball. She should... Like, there, all she did is call him Scumbag. Yeah. Uh, scumbag. The name Slipstream, not Scumbag. No. Oh, I've been slimed. It's not slime. There was a bet. Uh, Can we get slime a half dozen times <laughs> appropriately in a 30-second piece? I'm telling you, I think that they were looking at the popularity of certain slime TV shows mm-hmm. and Double Dare, and they were like, hey, let's work in the word slime. Kids love slime slime where they're yeah. all about the slime right now slime based programming was huge in the 80s <laughs> yeah well so one bat joins them down and immediately i'm just like oh shit one bat came down they're in trouble why are the bats trying to kill her answer me this i have it in my notes a lot more and i'm gonna keep saying it <laughs> Uh, it's bad planning by Dr. Mindbender. I'm, I like the romantic angle that my Mindbender's trying to break up with her the only way he knows how. Mindbender definitely told them to kill her. I really love, so So she keeps trying to steal the tape that he stole. Yes. Mm-hmm. She eventually succeeds. Yeah. I love that she's still on task because mm-hmm. this is something. this is something unique to a lot of the Cobra women. That they are like, once they're on a task, they're on that task. Think about how how efficient and brutal they have to be to get to these positions in the first place. Yeah, yeah I mean, Zorana stayed on task when she was when she was trying to kill that dude. Uh, Blondie Bear stayed on task even un- even t- until the very end, even that when that guy resigned. Yeah. So I was like, yes, yes, stay on your mission, lady. Yeah. <laughs> That's good, a good laugh. Good laugh. It's a good laugh. Uh, can I talk about how inefficient the floor traps were? Like they no, press a button and then just like giant slabs are smashing the ceiling. No, it's nerve wracking. There are better ways to trap. Them. Really? Yeah. Like that if was you're, upsetting. I, like I just think you know because here's the thing. Uh, best case scenario is what happens to them where you're you're stuck on one of them as it starts to get go up, and no matter what, that tumble is going to hurt you. I mean, no, it starts moving. You're like. Cool. I'm gonna step, 
or two steps fall. up they and go now up I'm pretty over. fast. They Not go that up fast. pretty fast and mm. at random. It is. Ra- I don't know. I just feel like as far as traps go, they could have just like shot laser beams into the room yep. or you could have had a pit that opened up. Yeah, perhaps and just right. capture them that way. Mm-hmm. Like there's many ways you could. I've seen this trap used in so many different like genre and it never seems to me like this is the efficient. Even having it come from above and yep. coming down and smashing you because sense. you can't do anything or necessarily see it unless you're looking for it. But here's mm-hmm. the thing. Heightening rules. So this is like the first thing that they encounter. Second thing is a fucking mutated monster. And then we're done. What is this heightening? There's not even a third one. Well, I mean, the first, Dr. The first one is like, I guess, the bats. Getting yes. getting past the bats. Mm. But then the second one kills the first one, as does the third one. But here's the thing. Can I just say, I loved this monster twist. I love, I love how many monsters we're seeing in this show. It's become a monster mm-hmm. show. Well, I just have a thing here where it's just, uh, uh, all of a sudden, the, it becomes Resident Evil. Like, the entire thing becomes we're running from a monster also, in an abandoned lab. That's a good-looking, scary-looking monster. Much like, better than I last week. I was a week. kid. I, st- mm. I, I like that monster from last week, too. <laughs> but I think, like, mouthful of razor-sharp teeth like terrifying thing i think to a little kid this would be terrifying gi joe will return after these messages you're looking at an incredible new plane the gi joe conquest x30 the gi joe conquest x30 imagine being aboard it as it takes flight the G.I. Joe Conquest X-30 is going to meet Cobra in a big dog fight. And Cobra's going to know you can't beat G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. Live the adventure of G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe Conquest X-30 comes with pilot. Now back to G.I. Joe. Bio Probably the best monster name I've seen on the show. Bioannihilator. Bioannihilator is strong. I have that, that, that just means he eats anything biological. Here's the thing, though. He clearly uh, uh, is an omnivore because he's taking it. He's chomping up them robots too. But also, and the walls. I, I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like it's 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 reasonable to expect that maybe bats have some biological DNA inside no, them. I don't think that's right mm, to expect not. at that's all. Weird. No, I they're not that, cyborgs. I, I, not, here, here's the thing. I think just a little bit. No, not unless bit. Wild Weasel kind of like jerked off into one of them. No, time. I like knowing, sure that's knowing my, and he probably did. He probably knowing did. Mindbender, just straight up robots aren't sick enough for him. But they are androids. And my understanding of an android is no human components. That's a cyborg. Mm. Am yeah. I mistaken? They're a battle android trooper. I feel like there's something. Gina, I don't want you to be wrong here, but I'm just saying. Uh, I would. Just, I just. I, I think when they say bio annihilator, they mean this is a biological entity that annihilates things. Got it. Not that it's a thing that only annihilates biological. I'm with it. Uh, it eats fucking walls. I'll say yeah, it again. Yeah. Like it ate the walls. Mm-hmm. Can I say <laughs> that when? Uh, uh, so at some point, Slipknot. Slipknot, that is correct. Disturbed his uh, co-pilot. What is happening? Uh, At some point, Slipstream and Raven uh, almost get Willy Wonka up in the ceiling when a when a fan turns on and sucks them up. And then she uh, says, "Not today, bitch," or something along those lines. (laughs) And takes roughly a minute and a half to pull her gun out of her holster. Yeah, she takes her gun out, and and Slipstream is very impressed. Like he's like, "Those are some fast." Fast reflexes. And so I was like, yeah, hell yeah, because I was waiting for her to do something to save him. I realize it's been a team effort, 
But I wanted her to pull her own weight, and and yep. she finally saved him. And then a second later, it's ruined yeah. when she says, "You would be fast too if you were surgically altered by Cobra." And that bummed me out. Oh, I just no. wanted her to be badass on her own. No, that that she still is. That she's still her own woman. To me is that uh, okay to be surgically enhanced to have improved reflexes in the eighties? It's kind of like the uh, the remote control. It's one of those things uh, that that is like a, a like bad kind of game a, show on MTV. A magic. No, no, no. Remember when we were talking about how remote control things were so much more badass? Oh, okay, just because okay. the remote control, mm-hmm. even for things like turrets on a castle, was like there's of, of course the remote control. That's fucking normal. Uh, in this case, like surgically enhanced to be faster is basically like being a mutant. No, it's basically no. Wait, do you think though. the six million dollar man is just not impressive just because he's no. had enhancements or Here's Captain America? How would he's you got feel? Juice? How would you feel if like all of a sudden Jackie Joyner Kersey was like, yeah, but I was on steroids, yo. That would be a disappointment. Well, that's the case of most track athletes that we've ever known. Uh, in life, I'm just so. saying. In the case of the Olympics, yes. In the case of uh, essentially a superhero show like this. 100% cool and legit and awesome. Nah, like I want to be actually, awesome without help. She is actually physically superior to any G.I. Joe. Except here's the thing. Yeah. It, like, Slipstream got to do all this without being surgically enhanced. Right, and that's some bullshit. And I want, I want her to be on the same level as him physically, but, but like still succeed of her own merit. This feels like cheating to me. Oh, no. I, no, I can't. I disagree hard. I understand disagree. 100% of what you're saying, that you'd like it to be a natural ability yeah. and not something that's necessarily altered about her. Yeah. But to me, the alteration is part of what makes her her. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm just like, I really feel like, you know... It, if, if, she had yeah. a, if she had a robot arm... And like beat the crap out of him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say like, well, yeah, but she did just because she has a robot arm. I'd be like, holy fuck, that chick has got a robot arm. That she awesome is the hottest lady. thing I've ever seen in my entire yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just think okay. about the sweet, sweet prostate uh, massages she would give me. <laughs> oh, because uh, she that. just I, took a turn. She pops it right in there. No. Then just like, oh, you shouldn't and trust it's like that. Vibrating. Just, oh, what dear. if it malfunctioned right at the wrong time? It would just tear you know your That's sphincter the apart. The risk of technology, guys. What the risk of joy? We were doing so well. Uh, well, I would say we also learned like uh, we we did this in the file card of the AVAX, but that they are surgically altered. Now, yep. we'll go back to Star Fox, baby. They're all Star Foxes. Gina, do you hate Star Fox? That's no what legs. I have to ask. They don't I have like legs. I like them only because they have the word fox on them. Okay. Because there's a Star Bunny. He's the adorable one. And the Star Froggy. He goes ribbit, ribbit. Aww. But now you're telling me you take away their great piloting ability just because they have no legs. I'm just saying, if she joins the Joes at the end, are they going to be like, let's take away your surgical enhancement and then see how you do? I don't what, think that's, that's how, how surgery works. Jesus Christ. It's I like, don't know. Why don't we take out your pacemaker because you're surgically enhanced now? Uh, uh, all natural, please. Oh, she's dead. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, uh, here we go. Dr. Mindbender gives up the game, and he did not, unforced error, did not need to do it. But uh, Slipstream uh, sends the distress call. So G.I. Joe's like, we're on the way right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so she ends up, because Dr. Mindbender fucked up, and he told her, yeah, we're going to kill you. You're hilarious. It's funny watching you die. In fact, you've been the comedy hit of the season. But she wasn't even telling jokes. Like, how uh, low is this bar? 
I mean, slapstick never dies. Okay. It's basically Family Matters that we're watching here. Yeah. Family Matters with uh, uh, Reginald Vell Johnson as the giant monster. Also, I feel like Cobra probably carefully controls what their people are allowed to see. Oh, definitely. Like, they're like Russia or China or North Korea when they're like, oh, anything, any entertainment is going to be put on by the government so that you never think anything bad about us. Believe state TV. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, uh yeah, okay. So I'm so with they're, that. So they're, you know, their their options are limited. So if you're seeing a, a a hot guy and a hot girl running through I mean, this is basically like Wipeout. <laughs> like the Wipeout game show? Yeah, like okay. like they're it's like they're watching Wipeout. Except like people are legitimately trying to like murder them. Yeah. And there's so a, it's even an uncontrollable monster. It's even more fun than Wipeout. And it would there's be more no fun. John Henson there to m- mess things up. I'm going to tell you right now, if they added the Bio Annihilator to Wipeout, I would Ooh. never miss an episode. <laughs> oh, my never. goodness. Imagine them trying to run across those giant red balls that are in the middle of that water while there's a Bio Monster being like, boing, boing, Oh, my boing. God. That's my dream show. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we find out the mixtape is important because, uh, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. Lady... Uh, Raven, she sends, she sets the base to self destruct. Why does every Cobra rank and file know how to self destruct the base from any control panel? To be this fair, is an error in- they did need the uh, cassette control code. They did, but like she shouldn't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. That should be secret, mm-hmm. super secret. Uh, unless, like, I, I mean, it's spe- it's clearly specifically so no one gets their hand on their science and can use their weapons. But also, uh, she's high up. She's obviously the leader of her wing, mm-hmm. uh, and Strato Vipers are already pretty high up in the rankings anyway. I, w- I would argue that she, she would have that knowledge. Okay. Uh, here's the deal. She obviously has it, so no. <laughs> what yeah. am I talking about? <laughs> uh, and then it ends kind of really fast right there. They get rescued by the uh, the the, uh, the helicopter, the tomahawk. Like, but I like the monster the tries, to, uh, monster tries yeah. to grab it, and he loses his shoe, and that always upsets me whenever I see it in oh, any media. Yes, me Isn't too. Because I'm thinking me about like too. walking around with no shoes on, already yeah. upsetting, oh. and now you only have oh. one then shoe. The tentacles like tickling the bottom of your foot. No, it's not even. No, that. it's not even that. It's just <laughs> like a like the, that pair of shoes is ruined, ruined forever. And and B like he's not going to get another shoe until he gets back to his base. How cold is the floor of that helicopter? Uh, so he's just going to be doing a half hobble walk as he like walks. So and plus like anytime you don't have your shoes on and you're in like a combat situation. Anytime you don't have your shoes on, period, you feel vulnerable. Absolutely. You know, like I would, Bruce Willis I would put hard. on sneakers before I would put on clothes if there was like a, a, an earthquake in the middle of the night. So next time there's a giant earthquake to rock LA, yeah. check outside Gina's apartment because Naked she'll be Gina. out there Naked with some Gina sketchers sneakers. and nothing yeah, and a smile. Yeah, I'm just going to be running. <laughs> just out running. midnight jogging, everybody. <laughs> Where would you run to? I don't know. Uh, like, you know, the 7-Eleven and stock up on snacks. <laughs> I assume wow. we'd all be running here so we could podcast about it. <laughs> That's just me, maybe. Um, but yeah, okay, so they're all in the helicopter. And they, it's, just, it's so upsetting when I see somebody lose a shoe in a cartoon. Uh-huh. Especially when I know they're never going to get that shoe back. I know, I It's know. just like the poor shoe that remained. That shoe is, belongs to that apt. Godzilla monster that's in the water now from last episode. Thank it went you. down there and he's like, ooh, something to entertain myself. And if a shoe entertains <laughs> you, you have deeper problems. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, okay, so the base blows up. Uh, we find out that Raven's going to maybe join G.I. Joe as a recruit because she did the – every Cobra does – rips the patch off and throws it. How shoddy are those patches that you can just rip them off? They're I mean, not stitched maybe well. maybe they're like Boy Scout badges. Like you you sort of stitch them on yourself as a sign of honor. I just want to say I think there's a pretty good chance that they're made to be ripped off That's for just this instance when you're like, oh, no, I have renounced Cobra, and I am going to become a Joe now. <laughs> oh, maybe they're Throw just Velcroed off. on the yeah, sides, is yeah. what you're saying? I've uh-huh. seen that. Then okay. she gets in there, and she's like, absolutely, show me everything it takes to become a Joe. Specifically, what are the codes to get into the armory here? <laughs> I don't I'm suppose you know the self-destruct a... <laughs> code to blow up Joe base. <laughs> I, I don't just, suppose you have that Can info. I borrow a cassette tape real quick? I would so. really appreciate it if she is like in the next episode as, as a full-on Joe now. I think that's a little whisk asking for a little know, bit too much. I know, but I want it. Had there been a season, this is what I. This is what really is like. Fuck people who are sad about Firefly. I'm sad about GI right. Joe no, only getting two seasons because if this thing had gone four or five seasons, just the callbacks oh, and the majesty it, of it would have been so much. Isn't there a GI Joe character named Firefly? Also, oh, yeah, there is. Also, yeah, you just confused me. I finally learned <laughs> one name. <laughs> And we haven't seen him literally this entire season. I was like, I was like why are you bringing later. up Firefly? Are people upset that Firefly hasn't been in this season? I have been upset. <laughs> but I, I kind of just wish that like there was more. Like, And I know there's the movies and the series too, dear God. Yeah. But literally, this is, the, this is the penultimate episode of the G.I. Joe. Guys, we've almost done all of season one and all of season two of G.I. Joe. And you know what happens at the end of season two. Put on my best suit. We put suit. on our best suits. <laughs> we, we hang up our podcasting headphones. And then we take out our simultaneous guns. Gina, <laughs> thankfully, though, we still have more we can do. There are we still have ten full no, episodes. No, no, I'm committed to it now. I'm oh, killing oh. myself. I'm committed to oh, it. Oh, well, oh, you gotta, dude. you gotta, you gotta own the bit. <laughs> <laughs> no one will ever trust me again. I'll have lost my journalistic integrity. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have, we have to figure out exactly which direction we want to go next. I might say let's go and do the first couple miniseries. I mean, we no, got we got at yeah. least one suggestion uh, on Twitter. Yeah, it was to kill ourselves. That wasn't very nice. <laughs> no, that wasn't the suggestion. Oh, that was just to me personally. <laughs> Mom, I, I, think, I see I, you. I feel like it was it was was it was either Psycho Andy. It was one of our regulars that had suggested. Uh, maybe it wasn't going Psycho. into Transformers. Yeah, somebody suggested a Transformers. I don't know if that's quite the direction we're going to go in. Yeah, I, I think we've still got a lot of GI Joe. And There's still a lot of GI Joe to be. I had. think by the time we finish it, at least one of us will be dead. <laughs> uh, Why are you both looking at me like that? <laughs> I need to hit the gym. <laughs> We've got one more episode. Then those ten episodes, we're gonna we are gonna do the first two series. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I think we're gonna try and get in a guest for every episode. Absolutely. Oh, uh, shit. So there, there's there's a bunch of people we're, that we're, uh, we got we got some irons in the fire right now. Yeah, um, we're trying to get a guest for next week's episode, but I don't want to jinx anything because mm-hmm. I haven't yet to even reach out. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's stuff we're trying to do, and then on top of it, like we have series two, we can do other types of cartoons for enjoyment purposes. Maybe like meld and blend a little bit of the Patreon with the uh, the Patreon feed with the main feed. Is the guest Channing Tatum? <sighs> it was meant to be uh, a surprise. It's Clark Channing Tatum. <laughs> Oh or as we yeah, call it's a pretty good joke, isn't it? Yeah, no. it's kitchen waves. Just keeps going, keeps oh, that going. Just bam, hit me. bam, you didn't, bam. You didn't, you didn't bam. get it at first. Oh, oh no, yeah. I'm mad at you now. Oh, unstoppable, unstoppable. Robert Chan, Clark Channing, Robert <laughs> Clark Channing. <Jeez. laughs> 
Guys, I just don't even want to. This is my fourth podcast. That could be your stripper day. name if you ever decide to be a stripper, Chan. And this is one the one that's going to kill me. <laughs> As we knew it would. Yeah. Well. As we planned it all along. You still got more podcasting to do tonight, Chan. So. Anyway, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of GI Joe. In the presence of mine enemies, I, a pretty decent episode. I like monster episodes. It's weird again to have them back to back. Like that's just a strange choice to have. I would have maybe appreciated them spread out a little bit. I would have liked a little scene at the end where like uh, they become friends. Like maybe the explosion didn't kill the monster, but it blew a hole into the ocean, and he like <laughs> slithered out into the ocean. And they see was, each other. And you then think they, they're like, going to see each other? They're going to fight. And it's like how long? How long have you been down here? And it's like, well, I was a monster in a hole for a really long time. But then the Joes. Oh, my God. The Joes. That's how I ended up here, too. What are the odds? But they end They end with them making out, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it just goes into uh, uh, Perfect Strangers. It spins off into. Standing tall. tall. Wait a minute. Are you saying that Balky and. <laughs> Which one is What Balky? the hell was his other name? What was the other guy? Larry. Larry, Larry and Appleton. Balky were fucking? <laughs> Wait, you didn't know that? I That's an obvious pretext of the a, entire show. Yeah, a, that was the okay. prequel. That was leading up to it. That's why he comes out on his sheep cart. A gay incestuous couple <laughs> is what you're saying. Wait a minute, were they first cousins or were they like second? They were, or uh, I think they were first cousins. Okay, okay. I mean, the reality is it was a show ahead of its time. I think we can all agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were gay first cousins who are also monsters that were both dispatched by G.I. Joe. It all holds up if you really hold a light to it. You yeah. know, I'm just saying. And that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, oh, guys, you can always hit us up at Facebook, facebook.com slash knowing it's half the podcast. Get on there and get involved. Or you can do our Patreon. If you enjoy what we're doing and you want even more of it, wow, why wouldn't you? For a mere <laughs> five bucks a month, you can go to patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Uh, get in with the super secret uh, bonus feed and you can get all kinds of episodes of all kinds of different shows as well as every single back episode of knowing is half the podcast. Uh, in the meantime, oh, five stars on iTunes as well. Do that. Uh, Twitter, you can hit us up at G.I. Joe Podcast. But otherwise, individually, I can be found at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And that will do it for this week. Guys, we will catch you next week. I need a nap. Good night. Any 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 last words of wisdom, you guys? That's so Raven. Oh, I, I'm really mad that I asked. Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. GuttingTheSacredCow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films.